what's up what's up welcome back to the iron sharpens iron podcast how are y'all doing great saying great (laughs) (laughs) you mike is back yeah man how's it feel to be back bro feels good feels good to have a computer that actually works yeah sure well this is freedom part two and we wanted to do this to honor our veterans so happy veterans day to to those who served many of us know someone who has served or is currently serving in the armed forces and just a little background and history on veterans day veterans day originated in 1919 did you guys know that i did not yes and so it originated 1919 to honor all veterans those with us those who have passed on and those who have sacrificed their lives for the freedoms that we have in this country today. A couple of facts about our veterans here in the U.S. Before we get started, 19 million living veterans served during at least one war as of April 2021. And guess what the percentage of women who are veterans are who have served? In that time frame, what, what 5%? 5%? 5%? What you what you got, B? Uh, I'm gonna go on the high end. I'm gonna go with 38. Ooh, 38. Well, it is 11%. 11%. So, yeah. So thank you to all the women out there who have who have served our country well. So uh, let's strap in, and uh, obviously, without further ado. Right on, here we go, here we go. Yo, welcome back, D, again. But anyways, so, as we jump into these questions, a uh, quick question for you, for both of you. I think we've talked about this before, but uh, military. Y'all have military backgrounds, you have family that served. Yeah, I got a bunch of family that served, uh, okay. actually. Uh, Air Force, Marines, Army, uh, Navy. Uncle's grandfather, brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. What um what have you learned from them? Like, did you take anything that you carry out to this day? Man, I mean nothing. Man, I've I've learned more from them just in life, not from their military service, to be honest. I think a lot about that. Uh okay. most of them got out, got into the business world and, and did very well from that standpoint. But I think the one thing that my that that side of the family carry most of them have a lot of grit uh a lot of perseverance uh the ability to push through different things obviously it came from military service but also think came from upbringing my granddad was that kind of way too so uh, the discipline that comes with that uh i see and they exhibit that very well so uh but no the grateful for the service my cousin serves now in the air force uh, actively uh so obviously, always thinking about, about him and those who do serve. So, uh, very appreciative. Yeah. Brandon, anybody served in your family before? Yeah, I've got like uh, my grandpa, grand, grandma, got a couple uncles, cousins. Um, but I mean, most of them were way older, um, and I was like a child, you know, when they were still in their late sixties, seventies. Oh, okay. So. Um, I didn't learn too much from a standpoint of even being old enough right. to, to have a uh, proper conversation with them. 
Um, but my father always speaks about his dad who was um, in the Marines for like 22 years um, and fought in the war. It was just like that, the, the discipline of, of being his child and, and being raised in, uh, obviously from a military standpoint, that's what you are ingrained in the culture, you know, discipline and structure. And um, that's what you need to kind of guide your, your roles there. So um, he always spoke highly of kind of the, the routine he lived by, the structure he lived by and how he made decisions based on that. So yeah. um, I feel like that's been kind of ingrained in my dad as well. Yeah, right on. Yeah. Discipline, I feel like is number one, right? I feel, <laughs> I feel like that's a huge testament to my granddad who obviously retired Lieutenant Colonel um, who just passed away recently. But I think just growing up in that environment, most people see me today and, and they always ask if I, you know, have served or am currently serving just because of how, you know, I carry myself, which mm-hmm. I, I take pride in, in that. I think it's the, uh, it's the, the regiment that comes with that, the habits that are built with that, right? My, my grandfather, uh, he, he raised my mom, my aunt, my uncle to us. It was, it was almost like they were like in a doggone army barracks. It was, it was interesting like how everything had to be done a certain way right but it instills a certain mindset within you right you have a certain uh you move a certain way right excellence is 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 the standard uh, to an extent uh, and that can be translated uh, into every area of your life uh, and i've seen that uh, within my family and obviously yeah uh, you guys as well so yeah. so obviously we know freedom isn't free um, and that and that is going to ring very loud today. But how do you want to honor those who have come before us? Like, and and how do you do that in your in your daily walk in, in, in life? I think it's I think it's very simple. I mean, obviously, you know, the ultimate goal of why we have a military in place and everything is to um, to continue to continue to live in. Um, in freedom and the ability that we have here to, to build and create um, and live in confidence, you know, that um, we have that, that freedom to kind of do as we please, obviously moral and ethically. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think you kind of, it's like a disservice to yourself, but ultimately you're not reaching the full potential of what's been given to you. I don't think unless you move forward and mm-hmm. do stuff that, um, is outside the norm, if you will, um, kind of always push forward, even if it's in corporate America, you know, pushing to get to the, the next promotion or if it's in your business, pushing to, um, get that next level of sales in your business. Or if you're a missionary, you know, pushing to help people, there, doing something that is outside of yourself. Um, but also continue to, to create and try and grow more. Um, I think is how you can ultimately give back and, um, help others along the way to, Express your gratitude um, for the freedoms that you do have. Yeah, that's a big word. Gratitude is a big word. And I think we take it for granted heavily uh, the freedoms we have in this country. Uh, And obviously that that, that word is a big topic now across various platforms and avenues. Uh, But I think the greatest way you can show thanks is being grateful for for what we have. And uh, this country ain't perfect, but it's it's way better than being over in Afghanistan or being down in Mexico somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no matter how bad it is here, it's 10,000 10, times better somewhere else or than somewhere else. Yeah. Or, or, or Australia. Or Australia. No, definitely Australia. Uh, it's crazy right now. Down there, <laughs> you, have you, have you heard what's going on? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, so the question I ask you guys, because obviously freedom is a broad topic. And so a lot of folks who, who they use that term 
uh, in a variety of different avenues. But when, you, when you're talking about what's going on currently, right? For instance, in Oregon, I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but in Oregon, they are building camps. Like they are building like actual like uh, quarantine camps right now, and they have put in the state ordinance that uh, if mm. a health official or even a citizen uh, think somebody has corona or are sick, they can they can legally arrest you and put you in this quarantine camp. Now, and a friend of mine lives in Oregon, and she says she can see where they're building these camps at. It's kind of like concentration camps, kind of type stuff, right? Yeah. Now, where is the freedom in that? Right? You can you can assume that I have COVID based upon how I'm appearing or how uh, I may I may be coughing or whatnot, and you can legally detain me and put me in this camp. For a certain period of time until I show I don't have COVID. Now, is is, is that is that aligned to the freedom that we are given in this country, or is that something totally different? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, it's totally different. It, it has nothing to do with freedom. It's the exact yeah. opposite. Um, there's no way you should ever be allowed. No other human being should be allowed to. I hate it's. I can't believe I'm saying this, but to arrest somebody because they cough or sneeze yeah. um, and put them in a, whatever you want to call it, quarantine camp um, due to that. I mean, the problem there is just people that are so um, ingrained on, you know, MSM and what they're mm-hmm. being told uh, about what their freedom is and what it's coming to. So, um, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, it was what it was mm-hmm. supposed to be. And it's like now they're, you know, they're chipping away and telling you what your new freedom is, chipping away, telling you what your new freedom is. But from my standpoint, they're portraying your freedom as like you're allowed to do certain things, but like these things are mandates because of other things that they may think are right for your life. And it just happens to develop more because people don't essentially like to do research for themselves or um, build a foundation for themselves based on their own personal thought process. They'd rather just, in my opinion, take the easy way out and listen to someone else's thoughts and opinions about what's going on. And when you have enough of those people that aren't paying attention, um, the freedoms tend to digress, um, Mm -hmm. from the people that we've put in, in charge, um, which is, contrary in itself if you even just say that out loud um so no it's not even close and it's i'm surprised it's even happening and it's even more surprising that most people don't even realize um what's going on because they're just paying attention with what's going on and taking it as a um yeah no i 100 we have uh special guests with us lyric and mike davis how are you guys Doing good. We're well, busy, but we're good. There we go. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. We actually are diving into some some freedoms that are being taken away right now here in America. So <laughs> you guys popped on like right at the perfect time. <laughs> we were talking about what what's going on in Oregon. I don't know if you're aware of uh, the camps that have been set up in in Oregon essentially we can now detain as civilians detain like our peers if they're coughing or 
or what have you. Yeah. Um, and, and the camps are kind of set up and look kind of like concentration camps, which is kind of weird in 2021 that we're even talking about that. But yeah, so thanks for popping on at that time. Of course. Thank you guys for having us. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So I wanted to have you you two on and, and obviously we're going to keep this serious conversation going, but while we learn a little bit more about about your story as, as a veteran and, and somebody who's currently serving. So thank you for your service. And yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just get it kicked off here. Transition real quick. But um, for, for both of you, you know, obviously I, I've known Lyric for a long time and had the pleasure to meet Mike some time ago. Uh, so it's good to see you again. Uh, you too. Yeah. But you know, what, what inspired both of you to, to join the Air Force? We'll, we'll kick it off there. Okay, I'll start. Um, so I was kind of just in college, doing my thing, not really having like much of a purpose, didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, and I think at the time, Chris, actually, you kind of pushed me to go into the Air Force, like, hey, you should probably check this out. I was you know, just kind of being young, immature. Um, and so that's kind of where I, I started to inquire about it. And then I, I joined in 2010. And then I ended up serving five years. And then I separated in uh, 2015. After we like started a family, we got married and started family and all that. And um, things got a little hectic with the military, Mike was deployed, uh, they were tasking me to go out next. And so we just kind of decided, you know, it was best for our family for me to separate. So I've been out for a few years and, and life's a little bit different uh, as a civilian, but, you know, I'm still living military lifestyle because he's still active duty. So. Right. Right. And, um, yeah. What about you, Mike? I've always, uh, always been attracted to the military. Uh, as a kid, Top Gun and Saving Private Ryan was like some of my favorite movies. Um, and I didn't have immediate family in the military, so I really couldn't ask them what uh, or how it was. Like the closest one was my grandfather who served in World War II. So uh, his stories are a lot different than mine. Um, but again, mm -hmm. I was sort of like, I was in college, but I really wasn't... Uh, passionate about what I was in college for and uh, to be straight up honest with you um, it, it got to the point where I just needed to get out uh, the city I was in I uh, felt like I needed more money um, more adventure so I uh, went straight to the recruiter yeah. talked to the Air Force guy and um, 14 almost 15 years later here I am man that's a long time to to serve. So I, I assume you're going for for twenty. You know, you're you're about there now. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm I'm at the point of no return now. Like I'm I'm almost there at twenty, um, and it's it's been fun. It's been uh, a lot of ups, definitely some downs. Um, it's not always easy, but um, I've always enjoyed wearing the uniform. D, did you? I thought you had something. Well, no, no. I was. I'm just saying, thank you for your service uh, to you both. Obviously, uh, oh, thank you. So it's more task for the family involved as well. Uh, I know it can get hard. So, 
Thank you both for that. Uh, and and can I ask a question real quick as well. Of course. To you both. Um, now, obviously, you both you both serve the country. Uh, you understand that you're fighting for something a whole lot more than we ever can understand as citizens. Um, and I think B had a question as well when it comes to this too. But when you're looking at what, what, what you guys, when you got into the into the military, right? Your your idea of freedom has it shifted or has it stayed the same? Of what, what what freedom means to you? So for me, I think freedom means, you know, being the, having the freedom to do what you want to do, pursue whatever dream it is that you want to pursue, um, live the life that you want to live, uh, that you want to live, sorry. And um, I think that coming in, I was 20 at the time. Uh, so it looks a lot different for me now, especially now that I'm a mother and we have a family. Um, it definitely changes my perspective on, on what I'm going to be able to provide for my children and that kind of thing. But the funny thing about it is that I don't know if a lot of people realize is, um, when you're in the military and you're fighting for, you know, the freedom of us citizens, uh, you actually have less freedom than the people you're fighting for. Um, and I say that because being in the military is a lifestyle. It's not a job. It's not you know, a nine to five, it's a 24 seven, 365. Um, and it's a lifestyle. So there's certain things you can't wear. There's certain things you can't say. There's certain establishments you can't visit. Um, you know, there's all of these things that, you know, we fight for the freedom of others, but we are very limited and restricted in the things that we are free to do and say. Mm-hmm. That's, good. That, that's interesting. <laughs> Man, that, that, it's true too. Uh, the only thing I would say is being in the military and having the opportunity. Uh, well, some people consider it an opportunity. Some people consider it uh, bad luck. But I'll say the opportunity to deploy overseas and see how other countries are. Uh, I've I've been in the Middle East. I've been to Afghanistan. I've been to Iraq. I've been to Kuwait. Um, America's not perfect, but we are leaps and bounds ahead of these other countries when it comes to freedoms for uh especially for women um it's just it's real censored in the middle east and to see that firsthand makes you appreciate where you live back at home yeah yeah we i mean for those of us who have been been fortunate enough to travel uh it is definitely i mean you can travel to, to europe and asia Obviously, um, you know, Middle East, you can travel all over the place and, and there's still nothing like home, right? Um, right. And we're, we take a lot of things for granted. You know, we can see people every day just uh, taking things for granted and taking the, these little freedoms that we have for granted when people don't have, you know, the liberty to, to go outside even, right? Um, we, we brought up Australia just a bit ago briefly and just the the insane you know i I would say law or whatever is going on right over there right now that brandon and i love to run but we can't run what 500 feet from our house or or whatever it is and i was like i mean how i mean we dealt with covid we're still dealing with covid like every other country but it's weird to see how other countries have handled 
detaining their citizens, if you will. Absolutely. So, Brandon, you uh, earlier, we, you were talking about this question we had earlier as well about, about this whole piece around military. Yeah, I was just wondering, obviously, Lyric, you've been um, with the family and, and uh, finished up your career, but Mike, still being active, have you seen anything um, different over the last two years, um, obviously within um, the military as a whole, as far as, you know, changes that have been going on, obviously within life, but also like on the uh, military bases and maybe some different disciplines that they've installed or anything that you've kind of adapted to, obviously over uh, something that we never thought could have happened, you know, almost two years ago at this point? Well, uh, absolutely. It was a um, uh, perfect example was we were in Hawaii, uh, stationed in Hawaii, and we were, I had orders already to come to Texas. Um, but because of COVID, uh, we ended up getting delayed. And basically, we were we were stuck in Hawaii uh, stuck in Hawaii. I know some people were probably say, well, that's a perfect spot to be stuck in. But, um, yeah, we were, we were there. We were, uh, DOD put a stop movement on all military bases. Uh, so we could not leave where we were, uh, until that, uh, matter of fact, it was both bases, your gaining base and your losing base both had to be, uh, basically what they call in the green status where, uh, the COVID numbers weren't so bad um then of course uh when it comes to vaccinations uh we did not get a choice to get vaccinated or not if if you wanted to serve if you still wanted to be in the military it was mandated that you get vaccine um and and, and that's that's just what it is there there's no no arguments right. about it there you can put up a fuss if you want to or you can get out um what a lot of people don't realize is, at least for me, being in the military is a privilege. Um, it, you, it, it's an honor to serve. Um, and as Lyric alluded to uh, earlier, some of our freedoms, in a sense, do get taken away. So we did not have a choice whether we got vaccinated or not. And that piece makes sense. I mean, obviously, like, you're in the Army, you're in, in, the, in the service, and you lose certain freedoms. But even... The question I have, because yeah. you've seen guys who were in the service who walked away as well. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know what group it was, but some guys, some base, they all left because the vaccine thing, right? Uh, you, you you have this idea of, you know, I have free will. Freedom, a part of freedom is free will, right? My faith, God gave me free will to decide and choose what I'm going to do. Right? When you're working for the government, you kind of lose that free will, right? Even government employees, right? You have no choice but to get this shot or you can't work for it uh IRS no more right when when you hear those things right, right like obviously like, like how does that what's, what's what's your thoughts around that does that does that like affect you a certain way when you're like I don't have a choice I have to do xyz I'm gonna do it anyway but like, I have to do it I don't have a choice to do but okay like like what's your mindset around that like uh, like does that does that like you seeing that affect people different differently they're still serving now or they just go along with like everything is what it is uh no it was it was definitely um it it was a lot of uh fuss raised over it um uh there was a lot of people who didn't agree with it and i'm for i, I do like to have the freedom of choice right uh, i absolutely if if to me um 
it was one of them. If you did not want to get vaccinated, um, you shouldn't have to, but you also know the consequences of not getting vaccinated. Uh, so for, for some people not to have that choice uh, and, and have that taken out of their hands, um, I necessarily didn't agree with it um, because it wasn't just as easy as just walking away either. Like you, you couldn't decide uh, I'm, I'm in the air force today. I don't want to get vaccinated and you were gone tomorrow. That, that <laughs> trust me, that definitely didn't happen. Um, it, it's a, it's a long road to, to so-called getting the boot out. Um, and they, and they can make your life harder than, than what it needs to be. Uh, but overall I, I do, I don't, I, I don't look at people who who chose not to get vaccinated any different. Uh, I, I believe it's their choice. If you don't want to do it, then 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 don't do it. There you go. Just expect uh, private companies, uh, big corporations. They also have uh, their right to to say, okay, well, if you don't get vaccinated, then we don't have to retain you for employment. Yeah, I mean, we've That's talked true. about that. Uh, as far as, okay. you know, we, we do have free will, right? And so uh, for those of us that are not serving, right? <laughs> and so we, we all had the option to either get the vaccine or not get the vaccine. And my take on it is, look, if you want to get it, by all means, go get it and, and do what you think is best for your family. Um, if you don't want to get it, that is completely fine. My only ask as a as a citizen in this country is if you're not getting it, just do your best to be mindful of who you're around and what you're doing. Just take care of yourself. Right. And that's and that's really it. Like because each of us have been raised a certain way. We have different beliefs um, and that's the beauty of of this melting pot that we live in. Um, but because of that, there are some some downsides when it comes to who we listen to. And so um, that's, that's my only ask, just, just take care of yourself. Yeah. And I think that unfortunately, when you do spend enough time in the military, um, I mean, from day one of boot camp, it's like your thoughts, your beliefs, uh, what you want to agree to disagree to that all kind of goes out of the window. Um, and it's not to say like, you know, you just don't have any rights or anything like that, but it's more so uh, when you sign that dotted line, you know, you understand that you are there to serve the country and whatever that entails is what you're going to do. Um, but another downside to that is, you know, when things like this arise, such as like getting the vaccine or um, being discharged, if you don't get it, it's almost like you become conditioned to not have an opinion you almost become like mentally conditioned to just go along with whatever they say um, because you know the consequences and you know that it's kind of like a shut up in color situation, you know? Um, and until you are no longer in the service, you're gonna do what they tell you. So, um, you know, I think you probably can agree with being in for so many years, you learn to pick your battles and you learn, you know, when you're gonna cause an uproar, but you almost just become acclimated to not really having a say. That makes sense. I mean, so, but, but basically being mentally programmed to think a certain way, right? You know, you always yeah. hear uh, like the, uh, and it happens in a corporate setting too, right? Uh, drinking the Kool-Aid, if you will. 
uh, happens in a cultural standpoint, social standpoints, or you kind of, you almost kind of be, uh, uh, what's the word, indoctrinated within to think a certain way and do certain things. Um, and it's interesting uh, how that happens. And when you when you got out of the military, this question for you, Larry, when you got out of the military, was it hard for you to, to adjust back to your normal free will of thinking? Or are you still kind of programmed in that, in that same mindset? Um, I think it's a little bit of both um, because, for example, we'll go back to the vaccine. Um, hearing my friends and, you know, just people that I associate with now being like, you know, oh, I don't want to get the vaccine or I don't want to get, you know, this or that. I'm kind of not one of those people only because um, it's not that I don't believe that I have those rights. But again, it's that conditioning. Um, even if you feel a certain way, like, I just don't make like a big, huge uproar over it, if that makes sense. But, um, you know, adjusting to life outside of the military is is different. Um, I went from one day I was Sergeant Davis to the next day I was Lyric. And I was like, who is Lyric? You know, um, so it's an adjustment, you know, but I think for me, because um, we are still a military family, I'm just still surrounded by it. So. For example, like we have a couple of friends um, who like their the husband is in the military, but the wife is not and she's never been in the military. So uh, when things like this happen, she's like, well, you know, why can't you just say no or why can't you just, you know, fight against it? Whereas I'm kind of like, well, babe, you know, roll up your sleeves, you know, <laughs> because you just kind of know that that's how things go. So it's it's all mental, I think. Um, and it's, it's how you handle it and it's it's like chris said it's about keeping um what's best for you and your family first yeah right on um i have to ask this question um before we begin to wrap up here obviously it's texas natives and the freedoms of of women being taken away uh, when it comes <laughs> to uh, childbirth what are what are your your thoughts <laughs> behind this uh, you know, I, I honestly feel like I could go on days and days and, and a lifetime about it. Um, but in a nutshell, I think that everyone has their opinions, right? Everyone has their beliefs. Everyone um, feels differently about things. And I think a lot of our opinions are shaped by what we have experienced in life and the things that we have gone through or seen those that are close to us go through. Um, so when it comes to, you know, like the childbirth things and the abortion laws and all that kind of stuff, um, it hits home for me because um, we did experience loss. Uh, our daughter was a twin and we lost her twin um, in our first trimester. So um, when you talk about like these laws and, and what that means for women, um, it's kind of, it, it pulls at your heartstrings, you know, right? If you've been through these kind of things. But um, I do also understand, you know, the, the freedom of choice, and that's what we fight for, right? When you, when you enlist in the military, we're fighting for these rights. Um, and so as a woman, you know, a lot of times you feel like you are put on this earth to bear children. You're put on this earth to be a mother. Uh, so when you feel like those rights or those justices that you have are being pulled in any direction, um, it's upsetting, you know, and so you've got people that are always going to be on either side of the fence, but I think it always will boil down to your experiences and what you have gone through. Um, so for me, uh, personally, I don't ever judge anyone for what they decide to do um, in those instances, because you just don't know people's background, you don't know their history, 
Um, it's easy to say, you know, oh, I'm against abortion laws and, and that kind of thing, but it's also, okay, well, our foster system is over flooded and we don't have enough foster parents. So, you know, there's always two sides to all of that, you know? So it's a, it's a, um, it's a tough thing. It's, it's tough being a woman out here, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you for, thank you for, um, breaking that down for us. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you guys. Yes, we definitely appreciate uh, all the women in the world for sure. Uh, I think when you uh, when 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 you think about the word freedom, when you think about and, and we break it down to a, a very simple term, right? It's the idea of you have freedom, but then you also have a consequence to, to come with it, like you said before, Mike, as well, right? As a kid, I understood I had the free will to 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 a lot of my pops, but I understood I came with that was a whooping. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there's always uh, a risk and reward, if you will, right, in this world. But you still have the freedom to choose. I think the biggest thing now uh, we're getting is, is, is a very uh, blurred line as to what their freedom really looks like now uh, in this country. And it's progressively getting a little bit more leaning towards the other side of that. And uh, it's interesting. And I, I, I don't get into politics, but you, you look at stuff and you read stuff and you see where things are going towards. And it's always intriguing to hear my friends who do serve their thoughts, their, their perspectives of where they think things are going when it comes to freedom and free will and free choice. Uh, and it's, it's, it's getting real blurred. It's getting real blurred. And it's, I, I'm, I was, it's, it's a little scary sometimes. I ain't gonna lie to you, but uh, it, I, guess, I guess it is what it is, as they say, right? Yeah. So last question here. What legacy do you both intend to leave behind? Uh, I, I would hope um, or, you know, we're talking about freedoms, right? I would never uh, force my kids to go to the military just because I did the military. But uh, after hopefully, you know, 20 years of faithful service, I, hopefully I, I've laid that roadmap to them if they do want to go to the military. Um, but overall, as far as legacies, I, 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 one of the main reasons why I still continue to serve is um, not just for because I like it, but I'm, I'm doing this for my family, you know, um, providing them with the life that I think they deserve. Um, and there's a lot of jobs out there and, and the military ends like I, I can't do this forever. Uh, so I will get I'll, I'll be a civilian again and um, have a quote-unquote regular job again uh but if 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 my kids can look up to me and say i want to be like dad then i think i've done my job yeah me too that's good <laughs> <laughs> like how do i follow that up <laughs> um <laughs> Yes. Look, I mean, that's uh, no, tough. That's me, tough to follow up. I'm going to be proud, you know, of our kids, whatever path they decide to take. I mean, I, I'm a veteran and, and I'm proud of the time that I served because there's no better feeling than um, what you guys have said. Thank you for your service. Um, there's no better feeling than seeing your kids. The other day we were driving on base and our seven-year-old's like, mom, I want to wear that uniform like dad, you know, those are the moments that that make you proud and you know, that you live for. So 
Um, I just want them to be themselves. That, that's what we fight for is for them to be free, to be who they are, um, to do what they want to do, to do the untraditional, right? Like if they don't want to do the nine to five and they want to pursue a you know business for themselves or that kind of thing, that's what I want them to do. So it's like, you know, you always want to set the tone and you always want to be the example, but um, be better than us, you know? So that's my goal is for all of our children to be better than us. I think, I think that talked to him. <laughs> it was close though. I like, I like the ending. So. <laughs> Yo, I love that. I love that. No, thank thank y'all for sharing. Thank y'all for joining. Um, it, it means a lot um, just to have uh, you as, as friends on, but as as veteran and, and somebody who's currently serving as well. I definitely uh, extremely grateful that you both were able to join us this evening. Thank you so much yeah. for having us. This been, is awesome. It's been a pleasure. Yes, you guys are are doing great. I checked out your Instagram yes. earlier and, and I was impressed. So I, I really, really enjoyed being here. It's an honor for us to, to hang out with y'all tonight. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank y'all. Um, I think uh, we're going to wrap up here. Thank you. I think that was good. This is fire. So um, y'all have anything else to add, B? Great. Thank you guys. No, just thank you guys again for your service. Thank y'all for tuning in. We appreciate y'all. Um, Hopefully you were able to take something from this episode. Thank you all for being a part of the Iron Sharp as Iron family. And until next time, peace.